What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And we're here, as you can probably see on your screen, America's favorite player for Big Brother 25, Cameron Harden. Cam, what's going on, brother? How you feeling right now? You're America's favorite player, bro. Dude, first off, it's an honor to talk to you guys. I listened and watched the podcast for a long time. So uh, this is this is That's this is awesome. pretty sick, dude. I'm I'm super excited to be here talking to you guys. I'm probably more fangirling out about this stuff than anything else. I mean, listen, it's a close second to winning oh, America's favorite player, but you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I gotta be honest. I that's like the first thing I want to get into. But before we do, you're out of the house. You win America's favorite. Obviously, it seems like you kind of shot right back home. What's it been like since you walked out of the Big Brother house? You know that place is wild. So how you been feeling ever since you got home? I mean, so first off, I mean, we hung. I hung around LA for a day or two um, and tried to catch up with all the you know other house guests and just try to you know party a little bit, blow off some steam, have a good time. Um, hooked up with Red, and we just kind of hung out and walked around Hollywood and stuff together and got stopped every 10 feet. They were like, oh, my God, you're Red and Cameron. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I, yeah, I am. Yeah. What's up? And just took a bunch of pictures and hung out, and uh, it was really, really cool. And then to just uh, just take it back to the house, um, you know, I live in a small town, so I've kind of hung around. I've kind of hung out here, and, and uh, you know, my family's come and visit me and stuff. But uh, I haven't really been out in the community a lot yet. I went to Walmart one time, of course, to get hair product. The uh, hair is fire, bro. And some You're going to get some hair endorsements like, out of this thing. You and Christian, uh, Bert, I hope so. You and Christian now, two best hair. Yeah. Out of uh, Big Brother for sure. That's 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 yeah. good company, bro. That's good company. Yeah, but I you know I got noticed a couple times in Walmart, and I was like, I probably better ease off going there in the middle of the day. So, I um, yeah, I got some meet and greets coming up in my hometown to talk to people and stuff too. So it's just been wild awesome. getting back on social media. Uh, my niece Alexis, the MVP, Shout out Alexis. has uh, has like God given me an an incredible uh, social media platform. So I've had to do a bunch of lives and thank yous, and I've gone live for like two hours at a time just to answer as many questions as I can and say thank you and, and talk and give shout outs and everything. So uh, the most the most interesting part about all of this is is trying to keep up with all of the social media stuff and just say how gracious and 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 thankful that I am that everybody showed up when they did. Man, mm -hmm. it's oh, it's been a ride. Let's, let's talk about the number one thing, okay? The core mm -hmm. of Cameron Harden. I have no doubt about this. Your daughter, the reason you were there. Yeah. The thing that drove you that entire season, trust me, I know. What yeah. was it like getting out yeah. of the house and seeing her again for the first time? Oh, man. Um, well, I uh, we FaceTimed. As soon as I got my phone, um, I knew that she was asleep and had school the next day, so I didn't FaceTime her that night. But I woke up immediately the next morning and FaceTimed her, and we talked. Um, and she was actually in Walmart, too, just hanging out <laughs> with my out mom. Shout out Walmart. Um, yeah, right? And that's that's the like the industry of my hometown. That's all we got. We got a Walmart and some red lights. Um, but, uh, you know, she was there and they had like Team Cameron, Big Brother stuff and like daughter and, and Stevie. Love that. And uh, she she immediately got off of, uh, off of FaceTime and like everybody that was walking up to her to say, hey, I love your dad. She was like, this is the best day <laughs> of my life. How old is your daughter? How old is she? She's eight. She's okay, in third so a little grade. older than mine was. Mine was eighteen months. Yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. in the cool stage where yeah. you're like you're you're cool yeah. dad yeah. for at least a year. Yeah. So far, oh, at least dude, a year. Your money. I'm gonna hang on to it as long. Yeah, as it I doesn't can. last long, bro. Uh, yeah. I got a ten year old and a seven year old. I promise you, you got about yes. eleven months. <laughs> a short window of cool. Exactly. Jesus. But when I got <laughs> home, awesome. when so, I got home and hugged her, it was uh, she stuck to me like glue for two days. She did not leave my side. We did everything together. Love that, bro. Love that for I you. Absolutely love that. See, that was. 
going into it, you know, Derek and I, we always pick. We pick winners at the start of the season. Derek picked Jag. I picked you. What? And my reason for picking you, yeah. So you were the person that I was like, I was like, bro, he's a super fan of the show. He's got a daughter who he's going to be going in there and fighting for. So he's going to probably have a good understanding of the game, how cutthroat you need to be. Because he's not just playing for himself. He's playing for his daughter. So I picked you early on, man. And I was like... You had a you had an uphill battle. You had an uphill battle the whole way through. I noticed. I was like, all right, my boy might be going home early. Okay, no, he's back. Oh no, he's gonna. Oh, he went home. Oh, now he's back again. I was like, Cam, what are you doing? And then it got to the point where I was like, dude, if they don't send him home, he's winning the game. So I was kind of getting gas up. I was like, bro, just don't send him home now. Because you were just like fighting the whole time, and I want to kind of pick your brain about that because it's like, what is that like in there? It's it's not something that Derek or I can really like understand we didn't really we didn't have that kind of a battle and you did and it's like it's an amazing amazing story to watch so like what is that like for you in there to just have that battle and just be like well ears back grinding this is how i'm going the rest of the season it's it's weird it's even weirder to talk about because i feel like i'm like just talking about myself that's not really something that i do very well yeah so this whole thing has been kind of weird but but in the moment you know i I don't even think about it. I mean, I grew up playing sports. I was a coach. My dad was a coach, you know, rodeo, did all this kind of stuff. Pressure isn't really a thing. I, I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. We saw. I, I just try to make sure that I keep my head in the middle of what I'm doing, stay focused. Um, the hardest part was not being able to kind of share some stuff with people. I mean, of course, I had read for a few weeks. And then once he left, man, that just lit, lit my fucking fire. And I was ready to, I was ready to burn that place down. Your Diaz um, was, you had so some when good they, ones, when, man. Oh, awesome. When my when my buddy Red yeah, left, so that's up. all I wanted to do, man. I was chillers because because of you guys. That's what I wanted. I wanted to hit, man. I wanted to I wanted to ride, and I was so happy mm. that Jag and Matt had that opportunity to be the minute man, which I thought was an incredible just just a nod to you guys. It was so cool. Um, but back against the wall, man. Not being able to have you know have my guy. Um, it was really hard, and it definitely affected my social game, which I was go- going to lean on going into the game. I didn't want to go in and win competitions. I don't want to win a damn thing. I wanted to go in, establish social. Um, but once I had my back against the wall and very early on and I had to just win, 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 it, it definitely affected my ability to have any sort of social game because I knew that any single conversation that I had with somebody was going to ruin their game. And if they did not want to talk to me, be, and ruin their own game so it made it incredibly tough for me to be like hey what can we do together it was like shut down immediately and i was like god i guess i just gotta win and make sure that i don't piss off the majority of what whoever's voting this week yeah it's probably one of my least favorite things about the game when they when they like hang that on your head and now it's like don't talk to cam he's like the plague he'll ruin your game yeah. you'll go down after it him it's like it's already tough in there psychologically and have yourself and then your awareness to feel that be like, all right, nobody wants to talk. So I guess I just got to win. Like you're a very strong character. You have very strong, like you can just tell that it was like, you weren't going to cave to that. You were like, no, I'm going to compete now. Some people can't deal with that. They can't handle that. Right. You know? So I thought it was such a nod to you, man. You're just a tank. bro. I appreciate it. I'll tell you too. I, some people will say stuff, the dr or whatever to kind of like control their own narrative like oh i'm you know it's me against everyone i knew that you genuinely felt that way and i've never seen this done before and i'm not a big brother historian but the week when you decided okay i'm gonna tell people this and they're not gonna know who i'm actually putting up like felicia taking out her tooth and then putting it back in because she knew that she was in trouble that week like that to me was like 
maybe the highlight of the season, but did you even tell production what you were doing? Okay, you didn't. And I did that a lot in my season too. So you really started to figure out Big Brother. And you got to be careful what you say here. I'm giving I'm I'm playing lawyer for you. I know where you're I, I'm I playing lawyer for you. I'll say at. for myself cuz I can. I'm way past the statute of limitations. I knew they loved Donnie. I knew they loved Donnie. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say right. a bad thing about Donnie in the DR cuz I was like I don't know who's controlling Ooh. shit. But I got to tell you for you to have that awareness was that something where you like I'm against everybody right now. Nobody's going to know what I'm doing until I do it. That's when I knew you really you had an understanding of yeah. the place you were in that house. I won't uh, I, I won't speak on of course any of the of the of the cool production yes. aspects of those yep. things. Um, but I was acutely aware of what was going on um, and I wanted to make sure it honestly it was a it was a um, I don't know I, I I felt what was what the possibilities were um, so there was a time where they were like, you know you can tell us what you're gonna do right and I was like I don't trust can anybody. I, can I? I don't trust. Can I? I don't trust anybody. Yeah. I just my boy got blindsided. Yeah. I got blindsided. Bowie got blindsided. I don't. I don't know who to trust, who to talk to, who to what. So there was a time uh, when I was, um, you know, it was the night after. I it was the night I won HOH. You know, and I get you get your care, you get your basket, and you get stuff in the refrigerator, and you get a couple beers, and you get your music. And I was sitting there listening to music, laying on the couch, looking up at the TV. And a lot of times I just left it on the kitchen. So that I could see who comes and goes, and everybody was kind of tucked away. So a lot of times I'm not necessarily looking at who's coming and going around the kitchen as much as I'm staring at the memory wall, which I did often. And I would just look at people and count and count and do this and who played in that, who played in this, who if I do this, who's got this vote? If these two people right here align, where's this one going to go? And so the whole time I'm just staring at the memory wall, having known, but I knew what I wanted to do as soon as I won HOH, like as soon as I won. Um, that competition live, um, and nobody wanted to celebrate with me. And I was like, Hey, cool, man. I knew immediately what I wanted to do. So I knew the, like the steps that I needed to take to do it. But there was a time when I was laying there in the middle of the night, like staring at the memory wall on the TV. And I just started hysterically laughing because I was like, this is going to be insane. Like no one's going to know what's coming. Not even production. Like no one knows what's about to happen. And this is going to be so much fun. I had no clue that the pies were going to be involved, which just kicked it up, dude. It was it was so much fun. Dude, it was an epic yeah. big brother moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well and we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper yeah. into a little bit more that you're talking about, but we're gonna take a break from our first ad of this episode, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Tis the season for giving and gathering. And with HelloFresh, it can also be the season of saving. Actually save money this month with fresh recipes delivered cheaper than takeout. And with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. After a full day of work, there's still so much to do. Some days it feels like eating a wholesome dinner is next to impossible. But with HelloFresh, you can turn busy weeknights into memorable mealtimes with delicious practical options designed to save you time, like their 15-minute meals. Christy and I absolutely love HelloFresh. Not only because they're a sponsor, we've been using HelloFresh for, for years now, and it's really convenient. We love setting up our weeks with a couple of HelloFresh meals and then maybe a grocery store trip. So HelloFresh absolutely helps us because they deliver everything to us perfectly portioned for Christy and I. We whip it up together, which we always love to do. We love cooking together, and it's just a fun way for us to get 
back in the kitchen, have a little bit of bonding time and do something together. So I love HelloFresh and not to mention that I've never had a meal from HelloFresh that I don't absolutely love. Not like love. I love all of HelloFresh's meals. So guys, definitely check them out. We love HelloFresh in this household. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash free and use code free for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash free with our code free. Check them out, guys. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Yeah, we'd like to thank HelloFresh for sponsoring this week's episode. We're going to jump right back into it. All right, so we're back, and we were, Cam was touching on you know, his HOH week when nobody wanted to celebrate with him and he kind of was afraid to even talk to production about who he was nominating. That was the week where you put Izzy and Felicia on the block. You had Sari as the head of the snake and you knew like, I'm back against the wall. Let me just shake up the house. And quite frankly, that legitimately like, Izzy, Sari, Jared, Felicia, they running were completely the running the house at that point. They had the, the entire game under wraps. And you literally dismembered that. And it kind of started falling apart week after week from that point. Like that point changed the path. Like the game was going here and you knocked it over here. So like what was going through your head? Like what was making you pick up on some of that stuff? Were you seeing conversations? Like, and what made you want to just go, I'm blowing it up. Don't care how it happens after this. So I, I, you know, I remember talking about it in the DR and I, I watched a couple episodes to kind of go back and see what was going on. And they show pieces as much as they could, right? You go into DR for like three hours and yeah. they'll, they'll pull out six minutes for you. Um, like Corey and the guys were always like giving me shit. They're like, dude, you're going to set the record for the amount of time in DR. Cause I would, I would just, they would just ask me a thousand things and I'd sit there for forever. But I was looking back on some of that stuff and seeing that, the things that I was actually thinking about the what I called the core, and I didn't know that they had 48 alliances. I knew they had multiple. I didn't know who was in them, but I knew that there was about three or four people that were in everything, and I mean every pocket. They wouldn't just have oh, four alliances. They would have separate alliances. They would have separate alliances with about four or five different people, mm -hmm. and like each one of them – were surrounding those three or four people. Um, I knew that Sari was, as I quoted, the president. I knew that yeah. she was. Yeah. I knew that she was like sitting in the in the comic room and just kind of directing things, not directly. I mean, what she would do was 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 very smart because I've seen her gameplay now. Uh, what she would do was, you know, she would say, "I wonder what so and so's thinking about all this," and Izzy would be like, "Got it! Boom! Take off and mm -hmm. go hit it!" You know, so I could see the pieces, and I knew that I didn't need to take down the head of the snake because all i would have done then was was create a bigger movement against me like if i would have taken down sari izzy would have been just on fire jared on fire felicia on fire i knew that i had to take down one of their biggest guns first mm -hmm. i couldn't just take out the head so i went after izzy because i knew that she was the one that was going out getting information having all of these alliances naming stuff having sessions with Corey, sessions with America, sessions with Jared. So I could see all of these things happening from, from Izzy, and I said, she's the one that has to go right now. Mm -hmm. And if I take down her, it's going to piss off these other ones, and they're going to splinter themselves. Like, it's just going to happen. They have a multiple you know, alliances. So if I give the correct information to Jag, if I give the correct information to Corey, to America, to all these – if I give the correct information – they will go splinter this stuff for me. So I just handed out hand grenades and like, here, you guys go blow it up. So that is what set forth 
all of the stuff that we, you know, Jag uh, and then Corey talking to Jag and them getting on the same page. And I knew that if I if I talked to America the right way, she was going to get Corey to work, you know, just get in the headspace. And I think that all of that stuff together culminated and having put the right information in the right hands and just been patient. And I just stayed up in HOH for a while and just let them kind of do their thing. And that's what started the huge, you know, fight and have not. And that's what I think really just blew shit It was apart. genius what you did there because, honestly, you could have went after Sari, right? And, yeah, but somebody would have replaced yeah. her, right? But instead, and I said it yeah. on one of our episodes yeah. where you went after Izzy and it almost forced Izzy to choose. And it kind of showed where everyone's alliances really were. So, you, like mm-hmm. you said, you put right. something in there. It was almost like this virus where you're like, hey, I'm not going to go for the top. I'm going to go for the middle. And it's going to splinter in all different directions. And I'm gonna, and you said it. I'm going to the, let them eat themselves. I'm not going to have to do anything else. I'm just going to yep. put them on the table. And I was like, wow, that is genius. But I will say there's, there's a couple parts to this. They did have some success because they turned your ride or die against you, Red. He, he goes home. Oh, yeah. And that obviously... We were talking about this with Jag. We did an interview with Jag. I don't know if that's going to come out before or after this. We'll figure it out. But he, he, he had his ride or die. I had my ride or die. That's kind of like the recipe to get to the end. When you lost yours, you were kind yeah. of like out in left field. You said you've had a chance now to talk to Red. You were hanging out with him. Have you guys broken that down? Have you given him shit for this? Because yeah, he needs to hear it because he he. I was you pissed. You guys could have you guys could have did some I was damage. Like, Red, go talk to your boy, bro. I was pissed yeah, when that yeah. happened. So we, uh, we did you, you give him the? I told you <laughs> so. Yeah, me and Redder. I told you, bro. Yeah, I should have. I should have. I should have. But I didn't tell him so. I know because I never even knew. Yeah. He First off, aware. me and Redder. Me and Redder, yeah. awesome. Like I talked to him. He's literally texting me as you no, guys. No, after were the show. After the show, he <laughs> like, was like awesome, immediately like, like, "Oh, I, f- I screwed up. Got it." <laughs> yeah. No. He. I. I saw an interview. Uh, the extended interview that he had with with Julie, and I think he had yep. put the pieces together by that time, and he was yep. like. Damn it. Uh, so, I mean, what Red Red does, one of his um, – oh, it's not a fault. It's a, it's an extremely admirable trait that he has. He is loyal, and a lot of people say loyal to a fault, and I wouldn't put that on him. What I will say is that whenever he shakes somebody's hand and looks them in the eye, it is 100% what he's going to do. And when he told Jared that he wasn't going to talk about it with anybody – he even held that word to Jared, and that is that is something that you got to give Red. I mean, you got to pat the guy mm-hmm. on the back and say, "Damn guy, you you really hard mm-hmm. when it comes to word." So that's how I knew he that he, he was, was playing my big brother, guy. Though. He was my should've, guy. Should have. Yeah, it, it's a it's there's a there's a there's a different aspect to those things. And when I sh- when I shake that hand, I do the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't give him shit. You guys know me by now. I'm not the guy to be like, <laughs> "You son of a bitch." No, it was more like. Buddy, I'm sorry you had to go through that, and I love you so much. And we were immediately, immediately just, just stuck to each other right from, right from on stage. Like confetti fell down. I hugged Jag. I said, "Hey, what's up?" For red. Beeline, beeline to red, and we hugged mm-hmm. it out. And he was like, "I love you, man." I was like, "I love you too, dude." Let's, dude, we're best friends. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. It's a game, you know. Yeah, because it's a game. And I just, and a lot of people ask me that too. Like, how do you have the ability to just like, just like to not take any of this shit personal? I was like, it's a game. I'm such a big <laughs> fan that I look at people's moves from the inside, from the house, and I go. Shit, that was really good. Yeah, really, really good. And I've talked to Jag a thousand times since then, and that's how he knew. I mean, when I was in the jury house, I had him, dude. I was like, "This is the guy. This is he played this game." And anybody mm-hmm. that came in the jury house, I told him exactly yeah, how the I mean, guy got. Listen, Red. Yeah. Well, hold on, D. Hold on, D. Yeah, we're gonna get into your thoughts go- on this. I got one. a good question too. So you guys want to stick around after this break? Yeah, this is gonna be our second sponsor of the episode on Common Goods. 
It's officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping, but there's no cause for panic. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, brothers, sisters, teenagers, in-laws, your best friends, it does not matter. Uncommon Goods has you covered. I was on there today looking at a couple different things, and I was looking for something for the kids, something unique, something that was not too expensive, but something that may be fun on a weekend where we're a little bored. And I found this really cool portable campfire. So, you know, you go to a lot of places, unless you're at a campground, there's not always a setup for a campfire. This little device here is a little portable device, comes in a can, you basically open it up. It comes with all the wax, all the, the different elements you need. It's non-toxic. You pop it open, you light it up. You can roast marshmallows with the kids. Then when you're done, all you do is put the lid back on. You're good to go. No hazard to the environment, safe for everybody around. And again, it's cheap and expensive. You get in a, you free shipping on it. So this is what Uncommon Goods offers you. Definitely think you guys should recommend it. Uh, definitely think you guys should check it out. A lot of different options to offer. Yeah, and Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. Uncommon experiences are more than virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways from tarot, card reading, romantic map making, cooking and mixology classes, and more. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So if you want to check out Uncommon Goods, you can get 15% off your next order by going to uncommongoods.com slash winnercircle. Again, that's uncommongoods.com slash circle for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. That's right. We want to thank Uncommon Goods for sponsoring this week's episode. If you want to support us, make sure you support them. Let's get back to it. All right, Cam. So you mentioned a lot in that last little answer there, but there was a couple key things I hit on. First off, you and Red were tight. Red shook Jared's hand. And I don't know if you know this or not, but... Red has been very critical online about the fact that he was he had a blind spot that there was no way he could see. And that blind spot was Jared and Sari being related. What's your take on all that? Now that you figured that out, I mean, Red was like, hey, man, not a fan, not a fan. Because like you said, he gave his word thinking he was playing this game of Big Brother on the up and up. Everyone's just who they are, who they say they are. What's your take on that? Because I don't think Red was a true super fan like you are. Do you view that differently? Is is that twist just part of the game? Yeah, so I, a couple of things here. One, floored. <laughs> I was floored when I found that out. I was like, oh my God, now it all definitely makes sense. Now I know why I was in such a, a, a awful predicaments that I got myself in because yeah. I love Jared. I loved him. Dude, I mean, I, I tried my hardest. I really tried my hardest to trust him and build some stuff with him. And now I know that that entire time I was just working against the grain. Mm -hmm. And it sucks, but I love him so much. Regardless of how everything went down, and and how he was playing so hard against me and I was trying to, to gain trust regardless of all of that stuff game aside I love that dude and I love Sari and I've gone I, I've talked about it over and over about how much of a mentor of mine she was like she told me so many awesome things and I know that a lot of stuff on lives or or you know in the edits and everything doesn't necessarily show that but there were many times she and I would just sit and talk for a long time about reality television and life as a whole and being a parent and just all of this stuff so when I learned of that I was like oh my god this is crazy and I get how it could be so hard to play against that and then my super fan kicked in and I was like this 
is <laughs> awesome. This is insane. Like if I were to see that from my like from my like from a fan's perspective and watch that on TV, I would have been like, "Holy shit!" Number one, the house is screwed. This is going to be cool. Someone's going to splinter this thing, and I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to be crazy. And I just. You know that you can play tenaciously. You know that you can go at that shit 100 miles an hour and run through brick walls for your own game. But until you play in for your kid, mm-hmm. right? Sari was playing <clears throat> hard. And Jared had a lot to prove. The poor guy, I'm, I, you know, I'm, my dad was a coach. I know what it's like to have a lot of pressure and a lot of shadow um, and a lot to live up to. Um, and the way that he played the game, man, he played his heart out, even yeah. against all odds between the two of them. There's so much expectation there, not only with Big Brother as a whole, but CBS, Survivor, Snakes and Traders and all of this stuff, dude. The pressure that kid was under, I, I couldn't imagine. So I was yeah. so proud that they played the game that they played. Yeah, because it's tough when you're when your mom is Cerie Fields. You've never been on any shows before. She's been on a bunch of shows. She's talked in the high regard that she's talked in like that shadow that you mentioned is really difficult and again, navigating that is really difficult and making sure you're doing everything. And when you bring it back to your mom, is she going to be mad at you or not mad at you? Did you do the right thing or not do the right thing? It was really, really difficult. I think the advantage went towards Sari versus Jared. Like, I don't feel like Jared was in there learning everything. I felt like it was a big advantage for Sari to have Jared. Nobody knew, nobody knew. And somebody would maybe mention a hint of her name and Jared would be like, done. Bringing yep, it back to Sari, Izzy, Felicia. This is what's going on. Then get other people on board. This person's got to go. So it was, um, it was a wild thing to navigate, but really a cool thing for you to like, kind of reflect on it. Let the fan come out and answer it in like an organic way versus like it was a huge advantage. But it's like everybody still had to play the right. game. Yeah, and it didn't work it, out for them. So if it was this crazy yeah. advantage, one of them would have won. There's always advantages so. in the game for whoever yeah. comes in the house. I mean, a lot right. of people are going to be good at certain competitions, and they're going to be they're going to excel right. in social stuff, and they're they're going to have the ability to read through super fans. That's why that's why you don't go on the show and say, "Hey, I'm a super fan," because that gives you an advantage. I mean, I knew competitions coming up. I knew strategies how to compete in those competitions. I mean, advantages are advantages, and they got they just got one handed to them. And I mean, it still didn't work. But kudos for just going hard, to both navigate. of them. No, yes. absolutely. That was a crazy one. Yeah. I you you mentioned like gamers and everyone having different advantages and i think this is a question that we see i, I said during the season that i think you're one of the better play not a overall I'm not saying you're the best player to ever play big brother but as far as gamers are concerned oh, and the pressure you were under yeah. to perform and being able to do that i mean you won a competition and nobody even hugged you afterwards like you knew they knew that nobody wanted you to win and yet and sp- Reading the game too. Yeah, I mean, like you knew it. And read, you got, you got millions of people observed. watching. You're answering these questions. People don't realize how hard it is. What do you think it is? Is it something within you? Is it just because Cody has it too, where it's like just this thing where the bigger the expectations, the more that's on the line, the calmer you get, the better you perform. What is it about those types of players like yourself, like the Cody's, like the Michael Bronner's? There's all these different players that just in the house to them, it's just another day at work and they just perform even better when the stakes are higher. What is it about you? Is it your makeup mm-hmm. from your life experiences? Is it your dad as your coach? What gets you to that point where you perform under pressure that well? Uh, thank you for that. Um, wow. Um, you know, I guess everyone has their own their own life experiences that have that have led them to be the person that they are. I mean, growing up with a dad that was my coach and just playing hard nosed football. I mean, I was a quarterback, but I was expected to get my ass just kicked every day. Um, you know, so so pain don't hurt. You know, sitting in the pocket, taking some shots, 
just just being being hardcore and having ex- expectations. I mean, being a coach's kid is really tough, and especially for my for being you know my dad. He's a prolific coach. Like he's a he's a really big deal um, in the middle of Georgia and in, in Georgia. He, he just he's an incredible incredible coach. So having to live up to to some of the expectations, um, he never put that pressure on me. He just wrapped his arms around me, told told me that he loved me all the time, and it gave me confidence to go in and be calm and that gave me the ability to to become the soldier that I was in the army and having the ability mm. to literally be in battle and you know things are flying and, and stuff's blowing up and I'm we're doing th- you know we're yeah, going I guess in that context shit. it's kind of a and I thank you for yeah, your service you for, by I guess the way, in that brother. context thank for you, your thank service you, thank that's you. big time. I know yes. veterans day just passed I forget, you know and yeah. I'm not going to lie I forgot you were in the but, military it's like okay yeah he was in the military his life was on the line every day big brother's day but yeah, yeah I forgot about it I digress you continue yeah yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, you know, just, just being in those atmospheres, um, pressure packed and, um, you don't think about it. And in fact, what, what we, we always talked about in the army was that your training kicked in. So you've, you've prepped, you've prepared yourself for this over and over and over again. And all you got to do is go out there and just perform. And I mean, I was a coach too, for a few years and for, you know, high school football. And I would tell the kids, you know, it's just, you, you can't practice at half speed and expect to be good at full speed when it comes oh, to games. 100%. You can't, you can't go in there half ass. I mean, you got to, you got to give it everything that you've got in practice. So a lot of pieces of my game were attempting to make people play beyond their means. And because I knew when it came time for competitions, I was going to play, I was going to be at a hundred percent. I knew that I was going to play and give it my everything. But if they had to go give their everything, they were going to, they were going to mess up because when you try to play harder than you can play, you're not there. So if you just relax, mentally, calm your nerves. The mental yeah, game is one early. Yeah. Relax, calm your nerves, and you go into it just ready to rock. You just play your game, man. And a lot of people didn't have that. A lot of people played sports, and a lot of people had a lot of pressure-packed situations. But having the ability to differentiate between how much pressure was on you and just being able to throw that out and just be yourself, be composed and play your game. I mean, that's the hardest part. Well said. Yeah. Incredible insight. Incredible insight. We're going to, we're going to wrap this up right after this final ad. I have a big Mm. time question for Mm. you that you got to give us a little tea on. So we're going to hear from our last sponsor in the episode, Fume. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about this week's sponsor, Fume. And they take a problem and look at it a different way. Not everything is a bad habit gone wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume uses a completely natural product. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. So what they mean by the dial is... You get to turn it and it all depends on how much air is then going to come in. Right now I have raspberry lemon in here and the flavor is incredible. I absolutely love it. I don't know. It's it's so good. And the dial that they're talking about, it's like fidgeting. It's like I'm doing this constantly. So start the holiday off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash winter circle and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 20% off until December 1st when they use our code WINNERCIRCLE to help make starting the good habit that much easier. 
Fume has helped thousands of people break their bad habit to date, and why not you this holiday season? That's right. We want to thank Fume for sponsoring this week's episode. Again, go check them out. Tryfume.com slash winner circle. Let's get back to the episode. All right. So we're Wait. back. And I got a question for you, Cam. You talk about all these competitions. You talk about, you know, being cutthroat. There's these games coming up. There's these games coming up, right? Big Brother. They, they did it on your finale night. You were America's favorite. You're also a comp beast. We call them the Reindeer Games. I don't know if you watched mm-hmm. the finale. A little show coming up. Coming on. Give us a tea. Give us the insight. Someone from your season is going. We need to know. Is it you? Or can you say <laughs> that it's not? <laughs> Come on, dude. I don't even know what Reindeer Games is right now. Stone. I never even heard Stone. of it. Never I don't, I don't know if I believe you, Cam, but I know. I... Uh, no, I, I – listen, the thing is is that e- even if they did contact me to do that, that I would be just – humbled to just even be talked about in the same circle with the people that I'm pretty sure are going to get invited. Um, so having the opportunity to do something like that, I would jump at it. If they called me and they let me know that they wanted me to do it, dude, I would, how could you say no to something like that? Um, having been named America's favorite player. And, um, I don't know if it, if if any of that gives additional support, but even given the opportunity, I would, I would just jump at that. So, uh, man, I would love to do that. And I would be completely gracious and humbled if they even gave me the opportunity. I want to talk, I want to talk awesome. about AFP. We're going to talk about it from two ways. I obviously, I want to hear your opinion on what it, what it is to like to win AFP, but more importantly, I also want to talk about the two sides of big brother, right? Cause you're someone who's a straight shooter. I can tell that it's one of those things where you were voted as America's favorite player by America. And a lot of the people that watch Big Brother are just watching the TV episode. They're not watching the live feeds. That's what I, that's what me and Cody did this season. We own that. What do you think the disconnect is there where, because I'll be honest with you, dude, we're straight shooting here. You weren't the biggest fan. They weren't the, you didn't have all the biggest fans on social media. There were others that were more popular on social media than you, but yet you won AFP. So what do you think that speaks to? Is it is it the editing? Is it is it just the disconnect between the live feeders and the people that watch it on TV? Because I, and I say this because it's it's it holds true with me as well. Like I was I was on Team America, which is voted on by the people watching, but I wasn't the biggest fan yep. favorite on social media either. And I don't know the answer to that question. What do you think it is? Yeah, that's interesting. I've I've racked my brain trying to figure out what it was and where the where the interesting stuff was because I've seen a lot of the a, a lot you of can't you avoid know, it. You know, differing yeah, differing opinions on social media. And I it, I first off, I'm not a guy that focuses on the negativity. I'm a guy that drives forward and I and I try to focus on all the positives that I took away from something. Uh, you know, of course, taking into account the negatives, uh, it's like it's like watching back on film and saying, okay, if I do this again, I definitely know what not to do and make sure that I'm I'm seen in this way and make sure that I don't misstep here and do that. So, you know, I looked back on it like like a Monday quarterback um, trying to figure out my platform forward. Um, that I know 100% that I had an amazing edit, and I, kudos to CBS and, and Big Brother for for doing everything that they did. I mean, some things I didn't deserve. Uh, they just they just went above and beyond, and I and I can't speak to any of the live feeds. I, it'd be hard to catch oh, yeah. up on three months worth of live feeds. Impossible. But I know it's it's interesting to see because you know anything can be taken a certain way. I mean, you just have a conversation with somebody. Where we live in the world where a single word can can just blow everything apart. Just one word in the wrong direction or the, to the wrong person can can just sink uh, everything. I mean, and it's very very important. So. Having conversations with people and people maybe taking things out of context or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not giving any credit to things being taken out of context. But 
people can, if they view something a certain way, every single thing from that point on is just further evidence to justify their claim. So um, I can't, I can't give any a validation to the difference between live and and the edits, but because I, I was exactly the same person all the time, and I, I tried to play hard. Um, you know, there was there was some times where I probably wouldn't have made a move that I should have or should have made a move and I didn't. Um, but conversations, I, I attempted to to be my authentic real self, and in no way, shape, or form was I ever attempting to be anything other than myself. And how people viewed that, I, it's hard for me to, to to give them credit, but I tried to be nothing but my, my just so true self. So just a follow-up to that, Cody, and yeah. I'm sure you got stuff too, but just to follow up that end of that, that question on a positive note, okay, that aside, because I agree with you, we can't solve that puzzle right now. We can't do it. And, and I think mm-hmm. something you said in there is important. It's confirmation bias. Somebody develops an opinion about you day one, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Even if it's good, they'll find a way to frame it in a negative way because they've already decided what they feel about you. And that's a bigger message because that's that's our society in general, right? Like depending on what they think Mm -hmm. about you, their preconceived notions, doesn't matter what you do from that point forward, you're an enemy. And they will, and for their favorites, they could do the exact same thing as you. And yet it'll be genius. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the best move ever. So we'll end that on that note, put a pin in that, but you're standing on stage. You just lost $750,000. You have no clue how America is viewing you at that point. It's a scary effing feeling. Julie Chen reads the top three. You're probably a little surprised, right? Whoa. Okay, cool. This is, this is cool. But then she says, you're the winner. (laughs) What is that feeling like for you? Yeah. Uh, So, well, that during commercial, they told us where to stand, and they were like, Matt, you stand here. You're second. You stand next to Julie. Sari, you stand here right next to Matt. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And they're like, Cam, you stand right here in the middle of them. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Being the, the fan like, that I, I am. Did I, yeah, are you I guys know teasing what's me? happening? The, the fan that I am. Yeah, the fan that I am, I was like, we were the only three that were told where to stand. And I was like, this is really interesting. And then you can kind of read the teleprompter as oh, it's coming up. Oh, that's true, the teleprompter. And then, so we're, I'm seeing it. I can kind of see what's coming on, and I saw Matt in, in no particular order, like Sari, Matt, and Cameron. And I was like, <laughs> hang, I'm, on. "Hang on, I'm standing, I'm standing next to like reality right. TV royalty Queen. right now, and a and a and a damn Olympian, God, mm-hmm. like God, like he's beautiful, he's, he's incredible, he's awesome." And I was like, "I, what am I doing here? Why am I here?" And then I see the two names, and I see Ann Cameron, and I was like, "Holy Christ! Okay, what's going on?" And then, um. They, she starts to open up the envelope, and I couldn't see it. Um, you were trying. She says, congratulations. I was. I was like, What's I just wanted to be kind of like in the moment. This is really cool. I'm on stage, and something cool is really happening. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. And she opens it up and flips around and says, Cameron. I didn't even hear her. I didn't even – like I was like, wait, is that out. my name? Is <laughs> that my out. name? Because everyone looked at me and was like – and I was like, oh, <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> this is insane. You're saying that I did it? I was floored. For a moment, I forgot that I was even on a stage, on camera, on anything, and I just was like, I cannot believe this. I was out of body. I still, I'm still reeling about it. It's incredible. It's just, oh my it's god. awesome, man. I think it's a testament to exactly what you were saying. I think you know, going through it, how you kept your calm, kept your cool. You didn't get disrespectful in any way, even when everybody was like ostracizing you. You just were yourself. You were authentic, and I think that speaks to people through the television. They're like, he's a good guy. I like this guy, Cam. Why is he on the outs? It doesn't kind of feel right. Like it just feels like why? Because it kind of got targeted your way for 
The same reason it could have got targeted anybody else's way. Like you were competitive, you were like a competition threat. I'm like, there was a bunch of people in there. It's like Cam is the one that's on the outs right now. So I feel like as a viewer, everybody was just rooting for you, man. Like I, I felt it. I was like, I know I picked him, so it's a little biased. So I want him to win, so I can brag about that. More selfish, but I was like, this guy is really likable. I'm like, and I, you know, it was easy to root for you. And then when you were getting in there and just like, I loved when you would just stare at people and you would just like, you wouldn't talk first. You'd be like, you're talking first, and I'm gonna wait. And I'm like, I'm a salesman too. So I'm like, good sales tactic. I like that. It's psychological. What's What games he playing? He's waiting. And people always break. And I was like, dude, I just love this guy. He's awesome. And so it was so cool to see that be rewarded for you at the end of the game and get America's favorite. So I was really happy for you, man. Really happy Thank for you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, man. That's no, amazing. Dude, you killed it. I think people just like authenticity. And I feel like you had a little bit of an underdog story in there and you owned it. You know, you weren't mm -hmm. someone who was placating to the, to the, to the, viewers and i think people enjoy that because you don't get a lot of that in our society today yeah. it's a tough thing to come by listen man i was just saying it to jag the season was good i know some people are saying oh you know we didn't love this season but in a lot of ways that's because who they wanted to win didn't win but overall i personally right. think that you and jag are great representations for the season you come from completely different backgrounds and yet you both found a way to accomplish something that hasn't been done very often. And you're one of a select few, 25 seasons, only 25 people in the world have 25. been named America's favorite player. You're now one of them. So you should be proud of that. I'm sure mm -hmm. your family's proud of that. Any final words from you? I know Cody usually throws this. I'm going to throw it to you. Where can people follow there you on social media? Where can they follow Cameron's story as you continue to grow and evolve and figure out where you take this newfound life that you have after this crazy game called Big Brother? Oh my gosh! Um, you know, I'm so awful at social media. Well, you better figure that I'm it still out, attempting Cam. To try to put all my you better stuff figure out it out, yeah. bud. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, no. Uh, Cameron.h.bb25 as my Instagram, and that's where I'm building the the biggest stuff. And everything about me can be seen there. All of my link tree to every single one of my uh, every single one of my like social media platforms. Um, I'm gonna go continue to go live and thank thank so many people as as often as I can. Um, aside from that, just final thoughts. I cannot cannot tell you how honored I was to even step foot into the house, like just to be a part of this show that I've auditioned for five or six times, just wow. to be a part of it. And, and just to go into the house and, and be seen as, as, as someone that people liked in general, I get the America's favorite player thing, but just to be seen as someone that a few people liked and, and found inspirational that, that touches my heart. And I hope that I can touch as many hearts, um, as, as, as hard as mine was just to go out into the community and tell people how much I love them and how much I appreciate everything that they've done for me and my family. Um, and I hope that I can be an inspiration to others. And I love, I love the Jag one. I love that Matt was sitting there right next to him because of you guys, story. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. And I'm so proud that they stayed true to each other and went all the way to the end. And I'm 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 proud that I cast my vote for Jag because I think he played one hell Preach. of a game. And I'm Absolutely. happy to I'm happy to even be thrown into the same circle with their names. So uh, having been a part of this this entire this entire thing was incredible and I hope and pray that I can continue to be a part of the Big Brother family and a big part of the uh, the CBS. Whatever comes our way, I will I'll do everything I can to make it. Cody, final proud, words. Man. Awesome. Final words, man. Appreciate you coming on here and joining the Winter Circle, man. Really do appreciate you taking time out of your day. Tell the family we said hello. Tell your niece she's the MVP. Give your daughter yeah. a hug. Absolutely. Welcome to the uh, welcome so to the much. Big Brother family, brother. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Be Thanks, safe man. out there. Appreciate it.